Hello and welcome to an episode of Case Champion Conversations, a knowledge mobilization initiative showcasing case studies written by McEwen professors and interviews with their community partners, and in this case, students. Case studies are real business problems brought into the classroom to help students apply their academic studies to professional practice and explore how they might solve a similar problem in the future. These conversations are part of McEwen's 50th anniversary celebration and illustrate one way we achieve teaching greatness through scholarship and teaching that is grounded, relevant, trend-setting, and in the mix. I'm Brittany Eklund, and with me here today is Professor Dr. William Wei, Professor Dr. Claire Dang, and guest Dr. Jacqueline Shen. Dr. William Wei is a professor of international business and played an instrumental role in the McEwen School of Business's EFMD accreditation. Dr. Claire Dang is an assistant professor of marketing in the Department of International Business, Marketing, Strategy, and Law at McEwen, where your research focuses on consumer behavior. With over 25 years of industry experience, Dr. Jacqueline Shen has led the way in bringing natural medicine into the mainstream. Her innovative evidence-based approach to natural health products has set the standard for quality and efficacy in the industry. Today, we're talking about the case, career path from cold FX to PBG Biopharma. Dr. Deng, if you could start us with a brief introduction to the case, and then you can both put your questions to Dr. Shan. So the case is about a very well-known Asian female entrepreneur and a very accomplished scientist, Dr. Jacqueline Shen. And in this podcast, we will do a quick interview with her about her career path, including her career goals, challenges, and advice for our business students. The first question for Dr. Sheng is that uh, I'm really curious about your career goal from both personal and professional perspective. And how does this goal lead you through your career path from the first business adventure of CV Technologies to the Canadian number one code and flu brand, CodeFax, then to your current business, PPG Biofarm? Uh, thank you, Dr. Dan. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm a trained uh, scientist and uh, pharmacologist, and I have a PhD in pharmacology uh, from Chinese Academy of Medical Sciences. And uh, I received my second PhD uh, of physiology uh, from University of Alberta. So my goal, actually my personal vision ever since I was a student, is trying to use my knowledge training um, to develop and creating uh, evidence and science-based and uh, innovative uh, medicine and uh, which is helping people uh, in need for various uh, health and benefits. And could you share some of your like personal experience of how do you start your first business and how that lead to your current business? Uh, yes, and uh, obviously, and um, you know, towards my graduation time, especially you know, in the second PhD in the University of Alberta, and uh, because the vision want to develop medicine. Uh, obviously, you know, um, we have to creating or either you work for a company or you're creating a company uh, enterprise and to construct and have ideas actually doing the research, development, commercialization. Um, so that's how it started. And right uh, after I received the second PhD. So, um, you know, long story short now, that's many years ago. So we spin off the company and uh, which is set up a goal and to focus in developing, you know, um, uh, develop new medicines for colds and flu. And then there's other various medicines well, kind of less known because, um, you know, in our research, we also have a program for 
you know, memory and anti-Alzheimer's. And also just um, the first journey uh, took us more than, uh, I guess, after the first uh, company that was uh, the code effects and a very, you know, a lot of people in Canada uh, know about the code effects, but that was after 10 years of research and the development and the clinical studies and uh, day in, day out and the business development. And um, um, then we started uh, commercializing it and uh, launching the products after 10 years of establishing of the company. Uh, you know, in a, to the uh, in Canadian market, that was quite successful. And in a few years, we became a number one and cold and flu remedy in Canada. I think uh, still today, uh, still remain that way. And uh, so, if people uh, go to Costco's and uh, go to you know Shoppers Drug Mart, they can find the products in the in the medicine, you know, and the sections. Yeah. 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 Um, can you tell us something about your current business, the BPG Biofarm? Oh, okay, so because my vision, uh, my dream is always creating, innovating the evidence-based in the medicine, which is the uh, education training allows us to do that. So the dream is never stop. In the, you know, when we accomplish the goal of cold effects, for example, when it become number one, and then we move on, right? My personal dream is to move on to keep creating a uh, new enterprise and a new business. And so with uh, just a few years ago and uh, before. Uh, COVID time and a couple of years and then this idea uh, it is and especially with um, because my dream is always develop uh, uh, medicine from natural sources so this is quite challenging right so with legalization I have to mention a little bit about um, the legalization of cannabis uh, industry we saw is I saw that as a great opportunity using the technologies we have developed in the last 20 years um, because it's herb, right? Yeah. So, and then lots of the pharmaceutical. So, my idea is always combine the pharmaceutical with traditional, let's say, herbal medicine, uh, using our pharma- modern pharmaceutical approach to develop and commercializing uh, products from natural sources. So, that's always the expertise, fundamental things lead to this foundation uh, of my dream, of my goal. So, this PBG by Pharma was formed, uh, like I said, and before. Uh, COVID time. And um, so with ideas is that we need innovation to bring, says now we legalize the cannabis, but there's a lot of health potentials that has not been explored, has not been researched. So I want to build this company and uh, who can become world-class, you know, and a one-stop shop. We can do research, we can do uh, develop, discovery, the new medicine from, you know, not just from cannabis, but also from other, continue from other Herbal medicine. So the fundamental things we have done it is building this manufacturing GMP standard and pharmaceutical standard world class manufacturing facility, uh, which is one of the very few can you know in the industry. And also, uh, more importantly, we build a world class laboratory, which is allows us to do research and innovate and then scale up and then become a one stop shop and now have uh, creating something. Uh, bigger than code effects, and then says, and um, you know, code effects is just one product. So in this case, we have this all technology platforms also have a capability of manufacturing, you know, have a capability of research, and then building a, and a very impressive business team as well. So that we will do very innovative in our field and herbal based and including the cannabis. So we want to be number one uh, product um, manufacturing and also research. And in the cannabis industry, focus on health and awareness. So currently, for example, very quickly, we're the very, one of the very few companies 
and taking this very serious ways when in the process of doing the clinical studies with other leading universities around uh, Canada. So we're doing the phase three trial, for example, in the area of antidepression and for other neurologic, uh, sorry, other mental illness, which we all know is quite uh, uh, needed. Um, so the PBG is an exciting journey. So in the last three or four years, we have successfully built and accomplished a lot of you know, the infrastructure, all the manufacturing laboratory has been done, all the, because we are industry highly regulated. You know, cannabis is highly, highly regulated. Pharmaceutical is highly regulated. So we, in a very short period of time, and our team has just done enormous job and an outstanding job, you know, build a world-class facility. Not only that, we also have uh, uh, the products now to offer to other business, to other the medical doctors. And uh, so it's just a very exciting journey again. Thank you so much, Dr. Xian. Your career path is really an inspiring one for me and also, I guess, for our students. Uh, my next question is that as a very successful Asian female entrepreneur, uh, can you share with us some of your challenges you had before or maybe the ones you are experiencing right now? And if possible, can you give us one example about mm. how you overcome those challenges? <laughs> okay, yeah, this is uh, talking about uh, challenges, uh, uh, as you can imagine, uh, the entrepreneur and especially a spin-off, uh, you know, scientist and uh, doing the business. And um, first of all, I have to acknowledge I have a wonderful team and uh, I'm a trained scientist. And then later on, there are several companies as always as a uh, uh, founder and um, um uh, CEO, president, and uh, chief science officer, basically have very many hats. Um, but I have to say, and I don't have a formal business training, So, but it's amazing, you know, team, we be able to, if you're open-minded, really want to have this uh, um, entrepreneurial kind of uh, uh, spirit, and uh, I think uh, find a good team. And the challenges, there's a lot of challenges, as, a, as, a, as, a, as you probably see in the business school, you're teaching being an entrepreneur yourself is very challenging oh. and a very risk-taking mm-hmm. as you're taking, you know, the financial challenges. That's the first thing so you've got to have enough money. So you have to go raise money. Not only are you good in the science and you know, you know, on the scientific products and uh, doing the research, develop drugs. Um, so that's kind of a given, but more important, that, you know, the financing and the business challenges and uh, even because we're highly regulated uh, uh, industry you know, the clinical studies and uh, because the biotechnology is a lot of unknowns, you know, especially you're creating something never done before. So even researchers itself is risky. You will not be guaranteed that you're going to achieve accomplishing results. So every single step scientifically and financially and also being a new company is very challenging finding money for people to believe in you, to invest in you. So it's an enormous challenge and a risk. And then that's, you know, um, so when I first started, uh, of course, did not realize the enormity of that challenge, you know, because you always believe in you have all the skills and the science and you're not scared of anything. However, money financing is a hugely uh, challenging. That's the first step. And of course, and being the lack of experience in the commercialization is not straightforward thing. You know, it's not like a science is a science. Sometimes you have a formula to accomplish what you want. But in the commercialization business successfully, Lots of them require a lot of the, it's like art, right? So a different way to accomplish that. So there's a lot of challenges and risk. Uh, in, and then you have to worry about day-to-day how to raise money. And the next year, next month, you may not have money to continue. 
So that's kind of a enormous challenges. And then obviously the regulation, right? So there's a lot of regulations how to accomplish approving as a new drug in the cannabis industry, if you're familiar, is highly regulated. Um, so just the steps you're taking you, the time sometimes unknown, right? It's out of your control. So there's many challenges. I would say, you know, technical challenge in a business challenge, being an entrepreneur is risk taking. You know, there's your whole career ahead of you. You do not know, you know, whether this is going to take you, right? So there's a lot of risk taking at the very beginning. Where how you're going to choose? Because when I graduated, well, I have a choice. I can go to academic, you know, doing the research, become a professor eventually. That could be my goal. And then, then I have a choice, risk-taking, to go into business path. But I'm glad I choose the more risky, going to the, um, and the business. Uh, there's a lot of risk, but also the reward is very big to me, too. When I see the product become successful, you know, a lot of people benefit that. And the business success and that gives me enormous satisfaction. So it's all worth it. Thank you. And... Uh we have a lot of undergraduate students in our school of business who want to start their own business adventure after graduation. Mm -hmm. So would you give them some of your advice about mm -hmm. starting a business or how to survive or be successful in this business world? Yes, I think a touch base about risk taking. You know, obviously going to business, there's a number of ways um, to go in there. One is to Joined, um, uh, joined the other company and uh, being uh, started from beginning, getting trained. So if you're lucky, you find a good company, you can grow your dream and want to be involved in the business. Another way is creating your own business. So and um, my advice is really just like it says, it's, it's, a, uh, it's, it's not a small decision to make. So and choosing a career path. And the one thing it is, uh, it's better to find, uh, uh, I guess, learning from other people who has the experience and also to understand uh, uh, the career path, if someone can show you you're lucky, I think that would be less uncertainty. I think that's first thing I say is go to networking to find somebody like me, you know, yeah. to show you, not because yeah. I'm so, uh, you know, so good at better than you, just because I have experience, you know, going through all that. So I think that's kind of advice. And then, you know, you being a professor probably can point that out to the student as well. Yeah, thank you so much. I think you will be a great mentor for our students. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Shen. And we've been working for about five years uh, since uh, 2017. And we met at the uh, entrepreneurial training program. And I know you uh, supervise and also helped a lot of uh, young entrepreneurs here in Alberta and Edmonton. Uh, my question is quite simple. Uh, because it's actually very important for us to engage with business from our community-based, uh, you know, university. Uh, you also accept two of our students doing internship uh, previously. How did you find McEwen students? And I know your son also studied with McEwen and also uh, bridging into a workforce uh, uh, working for you. And uh, can you uh, tell us your experience working with McEwen students? Thank you. Oh, yes, first of all, thank you for the opportunity. And I think, uh, you know, Dr. Wei, and I think uh, one of my passion, especially as uh, as kind of a, a maturity, you know, and going through several companies and, uh, you know, there's a passion for me to uh, to care about uh, our, uh, the newcoming, uh, say, and the young talents and uh, workers in our industry. So one of the things I take that as my own personal responsibility and uh, just uh, like to... Uh, give that uh, the young people have a good opportunity with the right people, and uh, which is also we think is a synergy and it will be benefiting to uh, everybody. 
So benefit to me personally, I get a satisfaction to become, you know, to if I get mentoring, you know, can give me some direction to to the young people. Um, so that gave me satisfaction, but also it's good for business as well. And then we, you know, and the business need to continue. We need a new fresh blood and we need a new talents. So we always reaching out, you know, to have the opportunity to connect uh, with the secondary, post-secondary, you know, institute and then to creating opportunities, internship or uh, coaching and, and a summer job. And then we always do that and uh, become a culture in our company. And um, and then and the third thing um, I said, and um, so to the school, I think it's good to, to have providing the student with some hands-on. Sometimes it's it's great at learning all those practical, uh, sorry, the theoretical um, um, and the fundamental knowledge in the in the school. But it's make it hugely different if you have uh, um, the first-hand experience and working in the environment and who can you see. Um, I think it's a tremendous help to the student to see their future lies, you know, I think it will easy a lot of anxiety, lots of uh, anticipation, you know, for the, for, the, for the young student. So I think it's a win-win-win situation. So. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Chen. Uh, good news is that uh, Professor Deng and I, we work on this uh, previous case study number one, and we just got a word, uh, a third prize uh, early this year. Mm, and we Congratulations. Are, thank you. <laughs> and we will be working on the second uh, mm-hmm. part of the case study and hopefully we can publish it with Ivy Publishing mm-hmm. uh, very soon. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for your support. Yeah, no, no that's uh, excellent work you guys have done. I think uh, putting the case into uh, into the uh, almost like a textbook and the situation which it, you know, is a benefit to us. We got uh, our awareness, our company, our brand recognition. And also, and I'm really happy to be able to provide some of the tools for the educational purpose for the school as well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. This has been an episode of Case Champion Conversations. Support for the conversation is provided by McEwen University's 50th Anniversary Celebration Committee, School of Business, and the Faculty of Fine Arts and Communications. Case Champion Conversations are created by William Way, Mike Annette, Markaran Gulawani, Teresa Chica James, Claire Dang, and Victor Villadeau. And this episode is hosted and produced by Brittany Eklund, recorded and edited by Dylan Cave. Executive producer is Ray Barry.